Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Today, inshallah, we'll uh, continue our f- session number 44 of the Sira topic. Um, today's uh, uh, topic will include the siege of Taif and the events that followed it. Um, we talked about last week regarding Ghazwat uh, al-Hunayn, in which uh, uh, Muslims, uh, before the, war, uh, the battle started uh, at the the location of Hunain, uh, uh, Muslims were uh, some of the Muslims actually made the statement that today who can defeat us because uh, the because the number of soldiers the Muslims had on the day of the Hunain were uh, twelve thousand. That was the largest army Muslims had so far, and uh, with a very small number of uh, uh, number of uh, soldiers uh, along with the uh, the Muslims, Muslims were. Uh, getting victories after victories, and uh, especially started with Ghazwat uh, Badr, in which only uh, 300 plus Muslims were along with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which uh, who beat the army of uh, thousand. And uh, hence, this is what the, uh, the the attitude of some of the Muslims was. Uh, and in the beginning of the Ghazwat Hunain, uh, we saw that uh, uh, we went through that uh, how the Muslims were. Uh, getting uh, were getting defeated actually in the beginning they started off with a kind of a, uh, upper hand for uh, for the for the mushrikeen at that time and then Allah Azza wa Jal gave the victory to the Muslims and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was steadfast in the in that uh, in that ghazwa and uh, at the end Muslims had about six thousand uh, captives uh, along with twenty four thousand camels uh, and forty thousand plus sheep and also about uh, 4,000 awqiyah, uh, which is uh, uh, close to uh, a half a ton of, of silver, actually. Uh, it comes out around 476,000 grams of silver. Uh, and if you calculate the amount of wealth that came along with the 6,000 captives, the wealth was almost close to a quarter of a million dollars of today. And uh, <coughs> after... Uh, uh, after the enemy actually ran away from Hunain, uh, they ran in uh, three different directions. Uh, most of them went in the direction of the Taif, while the other two they went in the direction of Autas uh, uh, and Nakhla. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sent uh, sent two different uh, uh, leaders, Abu Amr al Ashari, and uh, uh, he 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 went. Uh, <coughs> Uh, he went after in the in the location of uh, 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 in the location of uh, of Autas and uh, sorry uh, in the location of Autas and uh, uh, while he was uh, following uh, <coughs> while he was uh, while he was following he was uh, he was killed during that while at the Nakhla where Duraid bin Simra the old person among the Mushrikeen who was leading who was asking them not to uh, uh, not to go after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
he was uh, he went in the direction of Nakhla and he was killed over there by Rabi'ah bin Rafi'ah radiallahu so these were the two uh, specific locations that uh, Mushrikeen uh, ran after besides besides the Taif um, <clears throat> and Rasulullah uh, headed towards Taif himself uh, Khalid bin Walid was sent also along with thousand about well, 1,000 soldiers along with him. He was leading the, the, the battalion of about 1,000 while Rasulullah was taking the rest of the army from the other direction. Now, towards the Taif. While uh, Rasulullah uh, headed towards the Taif, he did not uh, distribute the spoils of war of the Hunayn. Uh, and there was, there were different uh, uh, understanding regarding this issue. One was, in, uh, Rasulullah was hoping that the Taif will enter into the folds of Islam and uh, <coughs> they, they did not at, at, uh, until now so Rasulullah then he headed towards Taif but he left uh, Ghanima uh, at uh, the area called Ji'arna uh, and uh, Rasulullah uh, uh, Ji'arana actually uh, and uh, he did not distribute the uh, spoils of war the, that was one of the reasons and the other reason is because uh, 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 the, the siege of Taif was actually an extension of the Hunayn because this is the same people who were fighting against the Muslims. They ran uh, towards the three different directions and mostly they went towards Taif. So uh, they, uh, the people uh, of Taif, which were mostly the, the, the tribe that was living uh, in, in Taif was Banu Saqif and uh, who were in the surrounding areas who came along with Banu Saqif was Hawazin. So Rasulullah wasallam he went towards Taif and Taif, uh, people of Taif or Banu Saqif, they were, uh, they were very uh, famous for, uh, they were wealthy, number one, number two, they were uh, famous for uh, these kind of a seeds. They, they had, they built the fortress and they used to stay inside the fortress if they want to uh, just protect themselves from the enemies. So they went uh, uh, towards Taif and they uh, enclosed themselves into into the fortress. Now, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when uh, he headed towards the Taif, on the way uh, he uh, passed through the the, uh, the 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 what I call it, fortress or the place, a small uh, uh, small fortress. Which was which belonged to Malik bin Auf. Uh, Malik bin Auf was the general leader of the army of Hawazin and, uh, and Banu Thaqif. Uh, so Rasulullah well, while he was marching towards there, uh, he passed through uh, passed through the the, uh, the the area that belonged to uh, Malik bin Auf, and Rasulullah ordered that, that to be destroyed. He was not there. But the, 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 his location where he the place of living that was destroyed. And uh, then Rasulullah sallallahu headed towards the Taif and over there as uh, uh, Hawazin and Banu Thaqif, they, uh, they enclosed themselves into the, into the fortress. And now, uh, uh, it, since they were famous and they, they had a lot of, uh, 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 what do you call provision available for themselves for a long period of time as uh, as the historians say up to uh, they have enough to survive for about a year or so and obviously Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the army that was along with them they are not the one who were carrying the uh, the living provisions for a year or so so when they went there and they uh, they surrounded the, the fortress 
and uh, or the Hassan, and they, they surrounded it uh, for, uh, and they seized that area. Now, while they were they surrounded the the fortress, they they uh, the the people of Banu Thaqif and Hawazin from in, from inside the fortress they start throwing the arrows, and that actually caused uh, martyrdom of some of the Sahaba. And uh, then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba moved away from the uh, from the fortress. So when they moved away, so they were out of the reach of uh, of the of the of their arrows, and <clears throat> they were at a higher place now. But that was not giving them any access inside the fortress. So the, actually, the area they Rasulullah and Sahaba they uh, they went to, which is uh, which is a little higher place. There is a masjid now, even today exists, which is called uh, Masjid Taif. Uh, just uh, a side note, and then. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam actually uh, and Sahaba they seized the area. For according to some of the uh, reports, uh, they they stayed there for forty days, and others they talk about that they they stayed there for uh, twenty five days or twenty days or twenty four days. Some say fifteen days. Uh, whatever the number was, uh, in general they talk about uh, uh, that the, the siege lasted for about twenty days. So uh, uh, those twenty days. Uh, they were becoming difficult for the uh, for the Sahaba to stay outside the fortress and uh, just wait for them to come out so they can fight with them. Uh, while whenever they were getting closer to the to the fortress, they were getting attacked by, by the arrows and um, uh, Sahaba got injured and and uh, martyred uh, as well. So uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam actually he asked. Uh, to get a manjaniq or a, which is called a catapult. So when they brought the catapult and uh, they used the catapult to throw the stones so they can break the walls of the uh, of the fortress. But then they started throwing uh, the arrows which were which had some uh, uh, some hot iron which is, uh, had some uh, fire or something along with it that uh, that caused the damage to the manjaniq also. And so Allah had to move back now. Uh, now, uh, when the, the, the siege was going on and it was becoming difficult, Rasulullah commanded that the, the vineyards of, uh, of the Taif, which were uh, outside, they should be burned or, or cut. Well, they started cutting and, uh, and burning. Uh, one of the reports talk about that, that uh, the people of the Taif, they gave Rasulullah وسلم, uh, uh, they, 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 they asked them, by Allah, not to do this. Uh, and they also reminded them about the connection of, uh, which is the Salatul Raham kind of a connection, that, uh, the, their connection to the people, uh, then uh, not to no, no, not to cut the uh, the vineyards, for, which was a way of living for them. And Rasulullah is stopped. This is one of the reports talk about that. Other report talks about that, that Rasulullah and Sahaba, they were there for that many days that they were entering into the month of uh, uh, Dhul Qada, which is one of the sacred months in which uh, the fighting was not allowed. So, uh, regardless of that, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he ordered the Sahaba that uh, he told them uh, it was very becoming difficult for Sahaba that we will be returning, uh, returning back. And uh, next day, while they were returning, uh, they were going to return back. Sahaba really were adamant that they wanted to stay, but uh, uh, upon which Rasulullah allowed them. And then after that, uh, similar situation happened and it was becoming difficult, and they really wanted to go. And Rasulullah sallallahu allowed them to. To leave, and uh, and then Rasulullah was uh, laughing at them because Rasulullah already told them to leave, but they did not. They wanted to stay. 
Uh, and then uh, Rasulullah also uh, Allah, uh, made the statement that whoever comes out of the hasan, uh, uh, meaning for, come out of the, 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 the fortress, he, he will, uh, uh, whoever steps out, he will be free. And uh, uh, there were about, uh, there are different reports talk about that, but there are about 23 uh, people came out, and uh, among them, one of the, the person was, uh, he came out in a way that he climbed the wall and uh, and he he hung up uh, with a rope which was connected to a wheel and he came down. The, normally the, the, the kind of a pulley kind of thing that uh, people use for uh, pulling the water out of the well. And Rasulullah uh, gave him a title of Abu Abu Bakra. Uh, Bakra is, uh, is a wheel that is used for uh, uh, pulling the water out. Uh, so Rasulullah called him Abu Bakra as uh, meaning the father or the father or the carrier of the uh, of the wheel. And uh, they they came out and Rasulullah as he promised he he, he let them uh, he let them free. Now uh, Rasulullah and Sahaba they came out and they they went towards uh, Al Jiarana the the place where Rasulullah left the. Uh, left the spoils of war from the Hunayn. And over there, when he went there, he started uh, distributing the, uh, he started distributing the, uh, the, the, the wealth. Actually, before he, he went to Ujirana, Rasulullah uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to the Sahaba to say, Ayibuna ta'ibuna abidun. Uh, which means say here we are returning, repenting and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to our Lord uh, uh, we, we offer our praise and uh, then the Sahaba asked Rasulullah to make a, a dua against the people of Thaqif and Rasulullah instead of making the dua against Banu Thaqif he actually made the dua in a kind of in a favor of them uh, he said Allahumma ahdi the Thaqif that uh, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the guidance to Banu Thaqif uh, and uh, bring them uh, to us as Muslims. So then Rasulullah went back to Al Ji'arana and where Rasulullah started distributing the spoils of war. And while he was distributing the, the spoils of war, he actually started giving the wealth more to. The, the, the people to whom Rasulullah wanted them to lean towards Islam. So some of them were already Muslim who were just entered into folds of Islam, new Muslims, and the others were not Muslims even uh, uh, from, from, from the Meccans. Uh, and he started giving them the spoils of war. And this was one of the biggest uh, spoils of wars the Muslims uh, got so far. And uh, he, he gave... Uh, a uh, uh, hundred camels for uh, to, to Abu Sufyan and uh, also 40 gold uh, ounces uh, to, to him so when Abu Sufyan uh, he received uh, the, the hundred camels and 40 gold ounces and he asked about what about my son Yazid and uh, Rasulullah gave Yazid also hundred camels and the same same amount uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 40 gold ounces so uh, then Abu Sufyan said, what about my other son, Muawiyah? Uh, so Rasulullah gave him the same amount as well. Similarly, Rasulullah also gave uh, Safwan bin Umayyah, who was not a Muslim at that time, he also gave him 300 camels and, 
and because he came first, uh, he gave him 100 camels, and he, uh, uh, and he asked for more, so I'm giving him another 100 camels, and then he asked for more, and so I'm giving him another 100 camels. And that actually helped him to uh, enter into uh, folds of Islam himself. As uh, it, was, it was mentioned about, uh, about, uh, about, uh, about Sufyan, uh, Sufyan, uh, Sufyan bin Umayyah, that uh, he said like this, that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was one of the most detest, detested person or most disliked person for him. But after Rasulullah sallallahu gave him this, he became very close to Rasulullah sallallahu and he became a Muslim. And even he said some of the poetry in the favor of Rasulullah sallallahu and how generous Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was. So that helped him to enter into folds of Islam. Uh, not that Rasulullah sallallahu was... Uh, uh, the idea is not that to force people into folds of Islam. This was more to remove some of the hatred or something that uh, these people had, so they can see the things clearly and they evaluate the uh, the Islam, uh, Deen of Islam, that Rasulullah was presenting to the people in the manner that it is uh, it is uh, without any kind of asabiya uh, or some some sort of a, uh, just the hatred that that existed among them, which was built on. Uh, on tribalism or or whatever they saw that happened between the mushrikeen of Mecca and Rasulullah sallallahu and Sahaba in, in different kinds of battle including uh, Fatah Mecca so uh, that helped him and he entered into folds of Islam similarly Rasulullah sallallahu gave to many other leaders of the, the Meccans as well uh, 100 camels and some of them 50 camels some of them 40 camels and the idea was to uh, to open their hearts actually so they will start looking at Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a different manner. Uh, so when Rasulullah was distributing the the wealth this way, many of the uh, the Bedouins especially they they they, they actually ran towards Rasulullah sallallahu to get uh, they can also collect the spoils of war. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu Actually, he they forced Allah to seek refuge against a tree. They were uh, so adamant to collect something from Rasulullah sallallahu and uh, uh, they even took Rasulullah sallallahu's uh, a cloak, the garment that he had on. And Rasulullah said, uh, hey, "Give, give, give, give back my my garment, for I swear by one in whose hand is Muhammad's soul that if I had as many numerous camels as a number of uh, Tahama trees, I would distribute them among uh, among you." And you know quite well that I am neither mean nor coward or a liar. Uh, and uh, then he is, uh, he plucked one of the hair uh, from, from the nearby camel, uh, camel's hump, and, uh, uh, and he held it between his fingers. And uh, he said, "O oh people, uh, by Allah, I swear, I swear by Allah that I get nothing but one fifth of your uh, spoils of war." And uh, or the ghanima, and this is the very fifth goes back to you as well. So the, even the one fifth that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to get, it used to be spent on the people. Because Rasul, when we talk about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, uh, Rasulullah was the head of the state here, and he was taking care of the affairs of the people with that one fifth that he was getting from the war. Yes, that was getting uh, part of it was going to his family as well. But the rest was going and getting distributed among the, uh, the among the needies 
that existed in the uh, in the Islamic State at that time. So the, the, these are the kind of things that we should uh, pay attention to. How Rasulullah was running the uh, running the state, uh, running the uh, or taking care of the affairs of the people under him. So even the spoils of war that he was getting, he was taking it back to the people for the uh, for the good of the people, and he was distributing among them. And then uh, Rasulullah was, uh, in general, was distributing this. Uh, uh, so this was besides the ghanima, the way it gets do, do, get distributed among the soldiers. Now, when Rasulullah was Distributing the uh, distributing the 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 the, the, the ghanima among the soldiers, so there was a distinction between the ones who were the foot soldiers and the one who were the on the horses. The one who was uh, on the foot, for example, they were getting you know, four camels. The one who were on the on the horse, they were getting twelve. Uh, uh, so the, and same thing was going on about the number of sheep that they were distributing. So, so the one with the with the feet uh, on on the foot, they were getting forty sheep, and the others were getting the three times uh, of that, which is hundred and twenty sheep. So the, this is how the, the the spoils of war was getting distributed. Now the problem happened here is this: that uh, among the uh, Ansar, so the Sahaba, who did not get anything from this spoils of war, uh, so now there was some sort of discomfort we can see. Uh, in the in the uh, in the riwayat or the reports that I mentioned, that uh, they uh, they start talking among each other, and while they were talking to each other, uh, this kind of a opinion got built among them that now Rasulullah is back to his people, and now he is distributing even the spoils of war within his own people. Now. Uh, 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 Sa'ad bin Ubadah who was one of the leaders among the Ansar he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, 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 the, and he said to Rasulullah sallam, by Allah uh, the mess- uh, by Allah the messenger of Allah was ill spoken by his uh, folksmen and uh, those ill statements went on spreading to, uh, so, so he was uh, uh, this is the report that was mentioned to, uh, well, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there are some things that are said like this. So Sa'ad bin Abada came to Rasulullah and said, O Messenger of Allah, this group of helpers are furious at you about the distribution of the, uh, of the ghanima that you, had, uh, that you had won. You have a lot of shares uh, to your own kinsmen and uh, forwarded lots of gifts to the Arab tribes. But this group has obtained nothing. Now Rasulullah asked Sa'ad bin Abada that what do you think? What's your opinion about this? Do you think the same way? And Sabi Awada said, I am one of them. Which means that uh, he carries the same opinion as uh, the rest of the Ansar was saying. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Why don't you call all the Ansar out into one of the tents? And uh, they gathered. Some of the Muhajireen came along with, uh, with the Ansar. And this is interesting that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam only gather the Ansar here and he did not just gather everybody and then now discuss this in front of everybody. Rather he only called up to the Ansar. But some of the uh, Muhajirin came and also some allowed them but later on he stopped the rest to come. Because uh, you, you, can, uh, you can imagine what kind of a chaos that can create and what kind of a, uh, 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 some sort of a bad feelings that uh, two different groups of people can carry. Uh, and we have talked about this that uh, this kind of a feelings that can come in the mind of the people but 
to deal with them properly is the I mean, most important thing. That uh, uh, these kind of asabiya feelings that uh, one tribe is better than the other, and on and on. Uh, of course, Islam condemns all those things, but we have talked about this in the uh, in the previous talks as well. How uh, at one uh, at actually two points, uh, Ansar and Muhajin were about to fight with each other, and Rasulullah came and he reminded them about how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had brought their hearts together, and they right away they stopped. Now. Similarly, here, uh, not to fire up these kind of uh, uh, jahiliya, ignorant kind of feelings, Rasulullah only asked uh, Ansar to come and uh, talk to Rasulullah So when they gathered, and some Muhajirin came, uh, he did not stop uh, all of them. So some of them came and he allows few, and then later on he stopped others to come. So because the address was to the Ansar, the one who were uh, having these uh, ill feelings. So... Uh, so when they came, Rasulullah said that I have been told that you are angry with me. Uh, then I come to you when you were uh, astray and Allah guided you. You were poor and Allah gave you wealth. Weren't you the enemies uh, and Allah made you love one another? And their reply was yes. Uh, uh, they said Allah and His Messenger are better and more gracious. Then he said, what prevents you from replying to Rasulullah or Ansar? Um, and they said, what should be, what should be reply of Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, While uh, to the Lord and to his messenger belong all benevolence and grace. So Rasulullah Sallallahu said, by, by, by Allah, you might have answered and answered truly. He's, now he's trying to make sure that whatever is in their heart that should come out. So he said, you, you should have said like this. Uh, and, uh, and that would have been true as well if you would have said for, uh, like this. For I, I would have testified to its truth myself, he said. You came to us. He said, you could have said this to me. You came to us being rejected or uh, uh, belied. And we accepted you. And you came to us helpless. And we helped you. Uh, 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 you came to us as fugitive and we took you in uh, uh, poor and we comforted you. So so here uh, Rasulullah is reminding them, look, even if you would have said what's in your heart, that would have been truth. This, the, the, that's not that's something, the feeling that you were having was not completely uh, wrong. It's just they did not see the other side of the picture, what was happening. So, so, uh, uh, so Rasulullah can continue on. Uh, he said, you, uh, you Ansar, do you feel anxious for the things of this world wherewith I have sought to incline these people unto the faith in which you are already established? Meaning you were already established. Iman was established firmly. Uh, these are the people who are weak. And Rasulullah was trying to make them stronger this way. And then he said, are you not satisfied? O group of Ansar, that the people go with these sheep and the uh, and the camels, while you go along with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to your uh, dwellings. By him in whose hand is my life, had there been no migration, I would have been one of the uh, Ansar. If the people would go through a valley and passage, and the helpers go other uh, another direction valley, meaning Ansar goes take another go to another valley and passage. I would go through the uh, valley and the passage of the Ansar. Allah have mercy 
on the Ansar, the children and the children's children. Rasulullah made the dua for them. And when he reminded them, look what you are getting while while uh, compared to what the others, the, the, the Makkans or the his, Rasulullah kinsmen are getting, that Rasulullah they are getting Rasulullah while the others are just happy with the wealth. And uh, they started crying. And uh, they cried so much that their uh, the tears were rolling uh, on their beards. And then Rasulullah uh, left the gathering and people also dispersed. So uh, that, that this is how Rasulullah took care of this uh, ill feeling that existed among, uh, among the Ansar. And uh, they, they actually were, more, uh, were happier with the situation that Rasulullah explained to them. Now... After this, uh, uh, all these spoils of war were distributed, uh, Rasulullah actually sent out a call to Malik bin Auf that if he comes, uh, if he accepts Islam, then uh, he will get the whatever family members have uh, taken as captives and whatever wealth has been taken, he will be he will give everything back to him. So uh, he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, and he actually. He came very anxious, he accepted Islam. And not only that, uh, Rasulullah not only that he fulfilled the promise that he made, but on top of it, he gave him uh, extra 100 camels as well. Now, besides him, there was another Hawazin's uh, uh, delegate came. And uh, that delegate uh, included, uh, it was headed by actually Zuhair bin uh, Surat. Uh, and... Uh, when when he came and they also accepted Islam, he also had uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's foster uncle along with him, uh, the one who was uh, uh, which is called uh, Rida from the Rida from uh, from breastfeeding from uh, Halima radiallahu anha. So the, the, there's a differences about his name. Somebody say Abu Burqan, others say different names. But whatever it was, it was a foster uncle. He was a foster uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He also came along with him. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, after they accepted Islam, he did uh, give them some wealth back to them. Now Rasulullah, they start talking to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Rasulullah says, "So you, you surely see who we are? Uh, who are we? Uh, who are who are with me? The most desirable speech to me is the most truthful." So, which so Rasulullah asked them, "What is dearer to you, your wealth, or your women and children?" They so their reply was their their, their kinship, their, which is their, uh, their their family members. Meaning, Rasulullah was asking, "What do you want back now among between those two things?" And they preferred the family members. So now Rasulullah after he prayed, uh, after he prayed the Salat al-Duhr, and uh, he said that uh, first he made the announcement that uh, as for what belongs to me and to the children of Abdul Muttalib, you may consider them from now on yours and I will ask my uh, folksmen to give back theirs as well. So now Rasulullah gave whatever he had back and, uh, and when Rasulullah mentioned that, the Muhajirin and Ansar, they also uh, gave everything back to them. Now, but there's some of the uh, some of the tribesmen that included uh, Al-Aqra uh, bin Habis. He said, we, we will grant none of what we belong to me and to Bani Tamim. Same thing by Uyayna bin Hassan. 
He said, as for me and Bani Fazara, I say no as well. And Al-Abbas bin Mirdas also refused and said no for Bani Salim and him. But Bani Salim or Bani Sulaim, his people, however, said otherwise. They said, whatever spoils belong to us, we offer to Rasulullah uh, and uh, so upon which Al-Abbas uh, was kind of uh, uh, angry and he said, you have undermined my position. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that, uh, that these people have come to you as Muslims. For this I have already, uh, since I have already distributed the, the ghanima, uh, I, but I have granted them a fair option. But, but they are the one who said, uh, they want to have their women and children. So Rasulullah allowed them to take their women and children. But uh, of course, since they were distributed, they had to be uh, taken back. Um, <clears throat> but all the people in general, they gave everything, uh, they, they gave all the captives back, except Urayna bin Hassan. He stuck with the one old woman who, uh, who, was, uh, who was given to him, and he did not want to give it back. And later on, he also gave uh, that, uh, that, uh, that lady as well. And now, uh, Banu Thaqif and Hawazin, they got all their captives freed up, and on top of it, Rasulullah also gave each captive uh, a, a piece of garment, which was uh, a Coptic piece of garment. Now, after that, Rasulullah, then when this was all settled down, uh, the spoils that Jirana was, uh, was distributed and everything was taken care of, Rasulullah he uh, he performed the performed the umrah uh, before leaving to Medina, and, uh, uh, and now this was a very interesting situation, as uh, Imam Ghazali has uh, uh, has mentioned that eight years prior to this incident, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was uh, the mushrikeen were after Rasulullah to kill him, and now the very same people. Uh, most of them have entered into folds of Islam, and uh, they were actually in groups. They were entering into folds of Islam, as we can see that the how Banu Zaqif and Hawazin also uh, entered into folds of Islam, and they were huge in number, um, uh, and bigger numbers were uh, keep entering into folds of Islam uh, within eight year period of time. Uh, and prior to that, they were uh, uh, they were after the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, uh, when he was leaving for Medina, now he was going to Medina in a very, in a very different kind of a state. Uh, he was a ruler of pretty much most of the Arabian Peninsula at this point. And uh, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, uh, we can see that how he was given the victory. And uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentioned in Surah Yusuf about uh, the incident how Rasulullah Sallallahu forgave everybody. Uh, uh, in the Makkah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Verily, he who fears Allah with obedience to him, uh, uh, this is what Yusuf salam, uh, they said to Yusuf salam, uh, the, the brothers we are talking about, by abstaining from sins and evil and by performing righteous good, good deeds and is patient, then surely Allah makes not the reward of good doers to be lost. Uh, meaning that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba, they continue to be, uh, to stuck to the, to, to the haq and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the victory to them and their, uh, their actions, their good deeds were not lost. 
after uh, 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 then Rasulullah was going was returning back to Medina and uh, uh, he also uh, received delegates uh, and, uh, and dispatched agents to appoint uh, uh, the people who can go and teach the people to Islam because there were a lot of people who were entering into folds of Islam at that time and they needed to have different uh, uh, Sahaba to reach out to them and teach them about Islam and also not only that but uh, because these different tribes are have become Muslim now, so they have to uh, uh, the, then uh, the, the, then the Muslims have to give the zakah as well, whether it's a zakah on their wealth or whether it's a zakah on their land. So Rasulullah sent uh, about, as the Sirah mentioned, about sixteen different Sahaba towards different sixteen different tribes. Uh, so he sent Uyayna bin Hassan to Banu Tamim, Yazid bin Hassan to Bani Aslam and Ghaffar. Uh, Ghifar and Abad uh, bin Bashir uh, to Banu Sulaim and Ra'fa bin Mukayth to Juhayna and Amr bin Al-As to Bani Fazara Al-Dahak bin Sufyan to Bani Kilab and Bashir bin Sufyan to Bani Ka'ab uh, and besides that um, there are about as I said about 16 different uh, people or so sent to multiple tribes and the purpose was to collect the, the zakah and uh, and whatever needs to be collected uh, from from these people and also people were sent out to teach them about Islam and uh, call them towards Islam as well. Now, just to sum it up, what we have discussed about the Hunain and uh, and the siege of uh, uh, siege of Taif, uh, one of the key lessons to learn from that is uh, the victory comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's not the number. Uh, that gives the victory is a small or large that doesn't really matter uh, the main uh, aspect is that it only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's not the number it's not the material strength uh, that gives the victory and that can be seen in the life of Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us uh, that how the number did not help while the, the, the only victory that came to the Muslimin was only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes the Muslims have to prepare uh, and they have to put all the efforts but uh, with keeping in mind the victory comes from Allah and that can only come if we are doing the right thing. So when, when we try to link it these kind of stories to today's life, uh, uh, we should also remember that, uh, uh, for example, we talk about Palestine, or we talk about Kashmir, we talk about uh, uh, whatever is happening in Syria or uh, the rest of the world what's happening. Uh, when the Muslims are taking the back seat and not uh, participating to free uh, these people, the, uh, which are our own brothers and sisters, from the injustices that are happening, we are accountable for that. And uh, all these excuses, unfortunately, many of these Muslim rulers are making, they have no uh, no substantial weight in it. Uh, because it's not, uh, again, first of all, today, if we talk about from a numbers perspective and also resources perspective, Muslims are uh, uh, very powerful. But uh, they show themselves as we are weak. So that's one aspect of it. The victory comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for that we have to act as Allah expects, from us, to, uh, expects us to do. Also the second lesson is how Rasulullah himself uh, was uh, showed the, the strength of a leader when he was alone with very few people uh, around him at the Hunayn and he continued to fight and uh, uh, start calling the people back uh, to, towards, the, towards the victory that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised. Third thing to remember is how Rasulullah dealt with uh, the people who were newly Muslims or the one who were 
uh, non-Muslims, but they were leaning towards Islam, and he gave them uh, the spoils of war, uh, and they, he was able to strengthen the Muslims, and how he dealt with uh, some of the Muslims who misunderstood what Rasulullah was saying. And the fourth thing I just want to remind is that uh, after this uh, Fatah Makkah and Ghazwat uh, al-Hunayn and the siege of Taif, Islam started spreading very fast and uh, that shows how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fulfilled his promise when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the one who stick uh, the, the one who will taqwa and, uh, and uh, are, are sticking with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do not uh, lose the, the, the good deeds of the muhsineen or, or the good doers so well inshallah stop here today uh, because after that Rasulullah sallam start sending different battalions in the platoons for other neighboring uh, uh, remaining tribes before Rasulullah sallam moved towards Tabuk uh, so I'll stop here today, and if uh, there's any questions or comments about the subject covered, inshallah, I'll try to answer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com, as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.